0: The book of Isaiah, starting with chapter 31. And this is the first recording where I know for sure I'm putting this out publicly. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this, but uh, if so, welcome. Hope this is a blessing to you. Okay, so Isaiah starts out by saying, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help um, because they are depending on a stronger nation, they're depending on military might instead of depending on God and again this applies directly to us in our lives when we rely on anything other than God the enemy will will always supply you with plenty of rationales for why you need to do this or that strive in this way or that way in order to manipulate a situation to not depend on God but the true way of life is to depend on God, to look towards God for the answer. So God says, The Lord will stretch out his hand and he will help, and he who helps will stumble, and he who is helped will fall, and all of them will come to an end together. So he says, I, I will bring this way to destruction. You think you're going to reach out to the Egyptians and they're going to help you, but that's not going to help if I'm bringing judgment upon you, you need to realize the reason I'm bringing judgment upon you and correct your way. Get back in line with my wonderful vision for your life, my plans for your life, instead of going harder for your own way and devising your own protection. It will not stand against me. But verse five, he says, but like flying birds, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver. So he says, turn to me. I will protect you. I will rescue you. The difficulties will pass over you. Return to him from whom you have deeply defected, O sons of Israel. For in that day, every man will cast away his silver idols and his gold idols, which your sinful hands have made for you as a sin. So, yes, it takes correction, repentance, turning around and going the way that God has for you. But you will actually realize it's a much better way than your own way and you'll be protected from the time of trouble. That doesn't mean it's easy when we have to throw away all our idols. We have many idols in our hearts and become, they become a crutch to us. They become the way that we know as life. But actually, true life is much better. So it's difficult, uh, it, it, it's a, it can be a painful process to have these things removed from us. But when we come to the other side of that, we realize how much more wonderful and how blessed we are through this process, through this new life. And then he will bring his hand down on those that come against you. In this case, it's the Assyrians and declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. He is almighty. Let his fire burn in you, which will burn up the chaff within you but then you become this mighty burning bush. And then we're on to 32. Let me just put those two thoughts together before I move on. Um, So having a fire burn up the chaff within us, that's obviously painful, right? It's painful to get burned. When we have parts of us that are still alive to the world, it hurts when they die. But once we are dead to the world, then this fire burns within us and it does not consume us because we are dead to the world and alive to the spirit, to God's way of life. And then this fire burns freely within us without causing any more pain because we are dead to that pain, dead to that world, dead to death and sin. And now 32. And what will that life look like when when he has established a kingdom with many people that are like this? Behold, a king will reign righteously and princes will rule justly. Uh, God will be the king of kings. Jesus will sit on high and princes. Those are the many matured sons of God who have been who have died off to this world, who have this flame burning within them, will rule justly. Each will be like a refuge from the wind and a shelter from the storm. Like streams of water in a dry country. Like the shade of a huge rock in a parched land. Uh, So uh, I I used to be a huge Bob Dylan fan. And my friend Van gave me a uh, a a CD recently with Shelter from the Storm. So again, (laughs) whenever I see uh, songs with lyrics from scripture, it uh, touches me. Then the eyes of those who see will not be blinded and the ears of those who hear will listen so you see earlier isaiah had talked about and jesus quoted this remember i think i think it's quoted multiple times in scripture i think paul quotes it as well Um, you have eyes but you can't see you have ears but you can't hear right isaiah said that earlier well now he's saying in this day when he has god ruling on high and princes ruling as refuges from the storm that those who come from a parched land, they come into the shade, or, you know, like streams of water in a dry country, they come to the water, the living waters, then all of a sudden their eyes are open, they can see, their ears are open, they can hear the truth. The mind of the hasty will discern the truth, and the tongue of the stammerers will hasten to speak clearly. No longer will be the, the fool be called noble, or the rogue be spoken of as generous so he's talking about restoring the original intention of the world and of mankind which is that god would raise up a family many sons who are raised up in his way that he raises up to be like him to have his wisdom his love his truth his righteousness and that they can share it with all of creation and so you see this process of transformation where people because we're all born in adam uh, as fallen creatures who have our own way of thinking our own way of life and but these that he has placed can then be a blessing to these others and help transform them so that they can come in this and then be a blessing to others and his kingdom multiplies in this way no more will we be ruled by fools and and this is a you know this is a spiritual reality we're not talking about the governments of the world so he's been talking through seven of uh of the wicked and the fool, but then in eight he says, But the noble man devises noble plans, and by noble plans he stands. So the king's family is noble, and all of a sudden he stands in righteousness. Rise up, you women who are at ease, and hear my voice, give ear to my word, you complacent daughters. Within a year and a few days you will be troubled, O complacent daughters, for the vintage is end ended, and the fruit gathering will not come. So he's calling people to there is a better way rise up and come to this way be troubled you complacent daughters. strip undress and put sackcloth on your way she's like, your your way is not working for you and it's not going to work and it's going to come to a terrible end so instead 12 beat your breast for the pleasant fields for the fruitful vine realize that there is a better way, my way, the, the Lord God's way and come to that way because that is your salvation, that is is your joy. And then starting in 14 he starts um, contrasting the way and if if you think about like the palace or the city being Jerusalem um, the that was the you know the capital of God right in the time of Isaiah um and, and now you have um you know the the church would be that right the church system which has kind of gone its own way it's never really taken hold of the life of God that he intended and so so because the palace has been abandoned the populated city forsaken hill and watchtower have become caves forever a delight for wild donkeys a pasture for flocks until the spirit is poured out upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fertile field and the fertile field is considered as a forest then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness will abide in the fertile field and the work of righteousness will be peace in the service of righteousness quietness and confidence forever then my people will live in a peaceful habitation and in secure dwellings and in undisturbed resting places and it will hail when the forest comes down and the city will be utterly laid low how blessed will you be you who sow beside all waters who let out freely the ox and the donkey so he's talking about bringing down one system and bringing up a new system outside of that a remnant people of god to fulfill his purposes in a new way because as we talked about recently if 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 the clay is just bad, it doesn't work, then the potter has to start over and he will pull out that which, you know, that part of the clay that he can work with, but he will start over. And so that's this is a picture of that starting outside the the uh, palace and watchtower and making a fertile field and the fertile field, you know, that's a reference to the. uh, the garden, the Adam and Eve, his original plan that we have a fruitful life in his life, not in our own life, the way of the fallen world. And then we're on to 33. And then he has, he says, woe to you, O destroyer. So I honestly think this also kind (laughs) of applies to today as well, but I'm I'm not going to, I don't want to be about modern events because you can see this was happening back then. So these, these kind of, there's principalities, there's spiritual realities that are moving in the world. And when they interact with the world, they look differently uh, as times go on. But the spirits behind them are the same. And he's basically, God's basically saying, I will raise up uh, destroyers to accomplish my judgment and my purpose. But if the destroyers think that all of a sudden they're good, no, um, I will bring my judgment on them as well. I'm just using them for a purpose, and they will realize this, this judgment as well. As soon as you finish destroying, you will be destroyed. So what is the answer for everyone? Oh, Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. Turn to the Lord. This is starting in five. This is an awesome word for today, this day that we live in. The Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. And he will be the stability of your times. A wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So while all that judgment is going on out there, all those difficulties, he is full of justice and righteousness. He is exalted. He is reigning from on high. He is stability to you. Salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. If you come up his holy mountain, and He he is available. Pull out from the ways of the world. Disengage from it and come up His mountain. I should also note that this audio is intended to, uh, just the, the way we started it, we just have a few of us who are reading through the Scriptures and I'm commenting. So I'm kind of assuming you're reading the Scriptures. If you So I, so I, I certainly read a lot of verses, but I don't read all the verses. So you're going to miss a lot if you're not actually reading along. That's up to you how you use it, but uh, but I just thought I should say that. So verses 8 and 9 talks about the desolation and destruction of the judgment. But then in 10 he says, Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will be exalted. Now I will be lifted up. Which reminds me, what is it? Uh, Isaiah 61, somewhere in the 60s. Uh, he's, it's the chapter starts with rise and shine. So when he calls all of us to rise and shine, But who who we go after? We go after the Lord. He's the model. He said, now I will rise. He's the only one capable of actually doing the rising. He helps us to rise in his way. Uh, But we see here, I will arise says the Lord. Now I will be exalted. I will be lifted up. You have conceived chaff. You will give birth to stubble. My breath will consume you like a fire. If you've already been burned up in the fire and you're dead to the world, then the burning fire doesn't hurt you. If you're still alive to the world, the fire consumes you. The peoples will be burned to lime, like cut thorns which are burned in the fire. Obviously this is all metaphorical. I think mean, hopefully that's obvious. You who are far away, hear what I have done, and you who are near, acknowledge my might. Sinners in Zion are terrified. Zion, this is a close place of God, the heart of God, the capital of God. Sinners shouldn't be there, right? It's, it's a wrong place. When the people of God um, don't represent God, that's a problem for God. And so he says, you will be terrified. Trembling has seized the godless. Who among us can live with the consuming fire? Who among us can live with continual burning? I've already talked about this. This is, this is awesome. He who walks righteously and speaks with sincerity, he who rejects unjust gain and shakes his hands so that they hold no bribe, he who stops his ears from hearing about bloodshed and shuts his eyes from looking upon evil, he will dwell on the heights. His refuge will be the impregnable rock. His bread will be given him. His water will be sure. You see, everything will be taken care of. Once you have completely conformed yourself to this life of God and died to the world, he will take care of every need and he will exalt you for his purposes. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. What, what could be better than that? To know the Lord. They will behold a far distant land. This is the kingdom. This is the, it, it's, you know, it's far distant because it's so far away from the, way, the fallen ways of man. At the same time, it's ever-present for those who enter it. Your heart will meditate on terror. Where is he who counts? Where is he who weighs? Where is he who counts the towers? You will no longer see a fierce people, a people of unintelligible speech which no one comprehends, or of a stammering tongue which no one understands. Look upon Zion, the city of our appointed feast. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, an undisturbed habitation. So... He's saying, that, that stuff's going on in the world, but you will find this uh, amazing spiritual reality that is so far above these earthly difficulties. You will find my kingdom come. And we're living in this day where this is unfolding. This is happening. Um, you know, it, it it's, it started, uh, it's, it's, it starts small, and it will grow and be ever-increasing, as, as Daniel prophesied. A tent which will not be folded, its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its cords be torn apart, but there, the majestic one, the Lord will be for us, a place of rivers and wide canals, on which no boat with oars will go, and on which no mighty ship will pass. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. So we're living with God Most High, the sovereign Lord, King of kings, Judge of judges, as our ruler. And he provides an existence like no other, impossible to even comprehend with the fallen mind. 24 And no resident will say, I am sick. The people will dwell there. Who dwell there will be forgiven their iniquity so th- this is just a, a place of uh, of you know, this is a heavenly reality but it's a mistake to think that this means after we die that was never that's not God's purpose for mankind on earth it is to transform the earth into his heavenly reality Jesus that's what Jesus talked about that's what God said to Adam and it's always been the plan and then we are on to 34. And, and I should say, th- this is happening. It's happening right now. So, if you're not experiencing this, <laughs> seek it. Seek Him, because this is happening. 34. And this chapter, again, is just upon judgment upon the whole world. And he, he goes into great detail for the first seven verses. And then in 8, he says, For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for the cause of Zion. So, he has a cause. He has a plan for mankind and he will bring the people who are willing, the people who willingly come up his Mount Zion, um, he will transform them into a people for his purposes and he will give them all glory and all honor and he will be the Lord of vengeance against um, those who do not want to go in this way. The only specific nation mentioned in this chapter of judgment on the whole world is Edom, and remember Edom is Esau, and Esau was the one that traded his spiritual birthright for a bowl of soup. He so he, he, Edom represents uh, carnality, worldliness, a way of the world apart from God. And so you see this judgment against all worldliness. And um and then, you know, the, the end of the chapter talks about, And his spirit gathered them, his mouth commanded them. He cast the lot for them, and his hand has divided it to them by line. They shall possess it forever. From generation to generation they will dwell in it. So he does talk about a people that have escaped this worldliness and come into his life. It's a totally different life. And he has it available to all who seek it and find the hidden path into it. And then we're on to thirty five. So what will happen for for those who do come up his mountain, who seek his way, the wilderness and desert will be glad, and the arable will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will blossom profusely. So the crocus is a flower that it's like the first to bloom. So you can have snow. We don't have that here, but in in places where it grows, uh, they will have snowy ground, and all of a sudden a crocus will come popping out of it, which must be a pretty crazy sight to see a flower popping out of the snow uh and rejoice with rejoicing and shout of joy the glory of lebanon will be given to it the majesty of carmel and sharon they will see the glory of the lord the majesty of our god there's really nothing better than seeing the glory of the lord the majesty of our god of humbling ourselves and realizing he is god he is all-powerful all-knowing all-loving and when his glory shines, there's nothing better. And, and you're invited to enter into that. Encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with anxious heart, take courage. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come. But he will save you. So he has a way for you. There's nothing to worry about in this world. Just give yourself to the Lord and he will make everything right. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. All of a sudden we will hear and see like never before. We're not experiencing this world with all the faculties that we were designed to experience it with. Our faculties are a fallen nature. We're missing, when we're living according to the way of the world, we're missing the reality, the three-dimensional or four-dimensional reality of life as it was designed for us. And he wants to open that up for us and that when that happens you may feel like you're lame from this or that you know it's probably not a physical lameness although maybe it is but whatever it is you, f- you feel lame he says you will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will shout for joy the waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the air he gives us living waters whatever your need is if you're in the desert and you're thirsty Finding a river of pure water would be there's nothing better than that, right? Well, that's the reality of his life that's available to you. What is this way? It's a high verse eight, a highway will be there, a roadway, and it will be called the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it. You can't get on this way just by being religious or just by you know you, you can't no matter how much you can spend every day in church. But if you're not walking on this way, this highway of holiness, you, you you can't, you know, you're not on it. You can't be on it. But it will be for him who walks that way, the way of God, and fools will not wander onto it. So it's a spiritual reality that exists, that's here and now available. But we have to choose him. We have to die to the world and live for him to enter on to this highway. There's no vicious beast on there, but the redeemed will walk there. What is redeemed? It means you were of the world. You were of sin. You were of the world. But you have been redeemed into a totally different life. This born again doesn't mean I will live in the afterlife. I will live a heavenly life. No, it means born again into a totally different life. A totally different way of thinking. A totally different way of living. And then when you are redeemed in this way, you will walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Hallelujah. That's the life he has for us. Let us seek it. Uh, That's it for today. The Lord bless you.